0: welcome to nearsighted a podcast by yours truly i'm miranda and well it's been a while (laughs) i have really been missing the podcast um i've been so busy and honestly just haven't made time for it um but i've you know been wanting to i have a lot of episodes planned out ready to go in my brain um but i just haven't had the time to sit and record and edit them But my goal for this episode and hopefully the next few is to just get them out. Honestly, um, I work seven days a week and I go to school, so I just don't have the time to edit them as much as I'd like to. So I am just going to try to throw them out into the world in their pure form and remind myself that things don't have to be perfect to be good. And on that note, I am going to talk today about imposter syndrome and burnout. I feel, well, at least for me, I feel like they go kind of hand in hand. Um, So, if you haven't heard of imposter syndrome before, um, according to uh, (laughs) www.google.com, imposter syndrome can be defined as a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persist despite evident success. So, imposters, quote-unquote, suffer from Chronic self doubt and a sense of intellectual fraudulence that override any feelings of success or external proof of their competence. So, you know, it's imposter syndrome can also be called perceived fraudulence. Um, And it basically just like it's just you feeling a lot of self doubt and feeling like dumb or not good enough or you're not in the right spot or you're not the right person for it, even though, like your experience and your accomplishments or your chief like your education all points to you being actually where you're supposed to be and that you're very good but you just I don't know have a lot of self-doubt I was also looking up how to like combat or overcome the feelings of imposter syndrome outside of the things that I have just like found for myself so um, some of the things I found were just like learning the facts of it like so you can identify that that's how you're feeling. Um, one of the things is sharing your feelings, celebrating your success, letting go of perfectionism, cultivating self-compassion, sharing your failures, and just accepting it. And it was really validating to look at this little list that I just found on Google after a, the first thing I I searched thirty seconds before I started recording, honestly, because. Um, when I was going over I don't write like a script out for these podcasts I just kind of do like a brain dump of just like a stream of consciousness just into my notes app and then I just like reread it honestly so um, this is something that I wrote I don't know let's see Toulouse is sitting on my phone Toulouse is my dog she says hello she's gonna try to get in the microphone if she could so let's see, I wrote this on, nope, well, I edited it today, so we'll never know, but a few months ago. Um, towards the end of the semester last year, so that would be December. Um, I was not having a good time last semester. <laughs> I was in a very weird brain space. So this is kind of, well, a result of that. Um, I feel like I'm just like very candid. Like I don't wanna talk badly about myself or talk in a way that makes it seem like I want attention or validation, I don't care, honestly. I just think that it's really valuable to share experiences because someone else probably feels the same way and then they feel a little bit less alone or crazy or, I don't know, X, Y, and Z. Um, And I've been trying to remind myself that lately because I wanted to do more podcasts. Um, And then just over the last couple weeks, I've had like, quite a few messages from people just on social media or texting me that they were listening to old episodes and that it just, like, got them thinking about something or, like, we're glad that they could hear it and, like, relate to someone, etc. So, um, that being said, this is just to get all my feelings out, um, not for attention. I don't know. See, I don't have to say that. This is the imposter syndrome, me thinking that my feelings aren't valid. Okay, anyway, ignore that. So, getting into it. <sighs> I'm going to regret not editing this. It's fine. So, I've kind of just always felt like I was not good enough. Ooh, it pretty it's pretty bad off the start. I know it sounds it sounds bad. Like I feel like I'm I I feel like I'm worth something, but I'm just like not the best, if that makes sense. Like not good enough to be the best at something. Um but then I find it hard to feel proud of myself because then I feel embarrassed. It's like, oh, you think you're so like you're cool shit. Like, shut up, whatever. Um, I'm also really bad with comparing myself to others, which I mean, I feel like that's pretty relatable. Um, getting specifically into how I was feeling um, towards the end of last semester, um, I go to CCS. It's an art school. It's very competitive, kind of toxic, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it's my senior year, so I'm just like feeling all of the things um and i'll com- i compare myself to literally everyone who's around me um so i was like really comparing my final project projects in school to like my peers or just like to myself and past work that i've done and it just got got really rough um cuz like in particular last semester i spent 14 weeks working my ass off on this project but then on the very last week which is like when you get all your presentation stuff together um, I had, well, a mental breakdown. I was fighting a three-week-long cold that just like ravaged my respiratory system, made me lose my voice. Uh, I went through a breakup. So that last week, um, well, I did not present my final work as great as it I could have, but it was just such a downer because I spent all the time doing the work and just the way that I presented it wasn't up to par and it took a huge blow to my self-esteem honestly I just like didn't feel seen by the people that I looked up to um, for guidance or education or help um, and it just it just like really really got to me I guess um, I also applied for like a student ambassador program thing I'm not going to get into it really um, they narrowed it down to three people and I was one of the three and then didn't get picked for that and it really fucked with me. Like I didn't think that I would care, but it like really like that was at the beginning of the semester and it took like two weeks away from my other stuff because I was focusing on applying for that. And it really made me feel like shit. Like I really let it get to me. And the whole time I was just like, wow, you're really a little bitch, aren't you? No, just kidding. I tried, tried to be nice with myself, but um, yeah. So I just like did not start off on a good confident note. And that was kind of the the unraveling for me, if I'm being honest. Going along with always feeling average, um I'm always trying to fight burnout and I'm getting better at it, honestly. Um I've learned, which this might sound self-explanatory, but I've learned that you just have to f- fight burnout before you're burnt out. <laughs> because by the time you're burnt out, you're just like at your wit's end. Like you have to take care of yourself. Like Like, clean up as you go kind of thing. Um, But while I do think I'm getting better at fighting burnout, I end up just, like, getting disappointed in myself for, like, the final project or final product. So, it's, like, I don't know where the middle ground is because I definitely don't slack off and I could also use more time to rest. So, it's, like, that weird middle ground of doing your best but also giving yourself some slack and time to rest. Something else that messes with me and shouldn't honestly mess with me so much is just people that I look up to not value valuing me or me not feeling validated by them that really fucks with me. Like professors or like your boss or just people you look up to in general just like don't think that you're worth their investment. And that, ouch, that's a big ouchie. (laughs) But when I get really down, I just try to remind myself that the thing that's most important is that I show up for myself. You know, I have a lot of people in my corner. I have people who will always be rooting me on, who always think I'm great, who are always supporting me and telling me how talented I am. And it is so thoughtful and it is so nice and it does make me feel seen and loved but sometimes I'm just like you actually have no idea though (laughs) like you some people will just be like you're the best but it's like do you know if I am or not like you don't know like like you don't like they don't know what I'm compared to or how good or bad I could be or have been or like sometimes I just feel like I'm a kid drawing a picture of like my family or whatever with my little set of crayola crayons with the oh my gosh, do you remember the pencil sharpener in the back? That's me thinking I'm hot shit with my huge box of crayons. And my mom is like, you're an amazing artist. I'm pinning this up on the fridge. Um, She's telling my grandma how good of an artist I am. But then I'm just like nose deep in a 200 page like Van Gogh coffee table book. And I'm like, damn, I am not good at that. (laughs) Like, thank you, mom, for telling me that my stick figure drawing of of you and I is beautiful, but, um, have you seen these Monets? You know, that's a very broad comparison, but, you know, but then I also think about how art is subjective and that is very, just a simple, simple statement. It can be deep or not, but art is subjective and that's a good thing. And it reminds me that I can be great And I don't need to say that I can be better because it's always good to be bettering yourself. But like, do you always have to be like, you could have done this better? Probably, maybe, I don't know. And when it comes to comparing myself, I try to remind myself that I won't be comparing myself to the same variables forever. You know, like people come and go, your situations change, you're not going to be comparing yourself to the same thing over and over. And that's a good thing in some ways bad in some ways because then it's like there's always something new to compare yourself to so you know there yeah there will just always be someone better or worse than me wherever I go whatever I'm doing and I just need to be proud of myself at the end of the day but I don't know people's opinions still (laughs) really get to me like I still care what people think and I don't know like what happens when one day my mom stops telling me that my crayon art is beautiful and then she stops putting them up with the fridge and doesn't like bother to flip through my sketchbook. I don't know. Like that it still hurts. Even if I liked my little crayon drawing, eventually sometimes you feel like people start to not care as much. I don't know. Um and people not caring isn't so bad. Unless they hold a lot of emotional value to you, you know, like my biggest role model growing up um, was the reason that I tried so hard in school and the reason that I did so well. And I'm thankful for it because it like that kind of instilled a work ethic in me at, at a young age. And it's brought me really far in life, honestly, and the older that I get and the more the more that I actually accomplished, I felt like the less they cared, you know, like everyone's going to cheer you on when you're drawing a cute little finger painting. And then it's like, just to be like honest, um, I love my parents and they have supported everything that I've ever done, but they're not necessarily like my biggest inspiration for everything as people they are, but they're not like into... Academics, for example, so the person that I was most excited to like tell about my grades or like do well for um or to see me walk across the stage at my high school graduation, they didn't even come. They actually bailed last minute to take their kid to meet Jack white <laughs> um something that they thought was really cool at the time, something I thought was really cool at the time um. Something that they thought was more important more important than me. Something that if I were to bring it up today, they probably wouldn't even remember it, honestly. Um, it's probably something that just like haunts me and sticks in my subconscious and they probably, one, didn't realize that they were hurting my feelings and two, probably don't remember. And that's okay. But I wonder if I did bring it up if they would even think that it was still so cool. Like, I don't know, Whatever. Or I wonder if like they think that the paper that I wrote about them in high school for an assignment I had to do, um, it was like our heroes or something. Like, I wonder if they'd remember that I held them to a higher standard and I looked up to them and felt a special connection with them. Or if they would just remember that they had a high school paper written about how inspiring they were, you know? And like 12 years later, why does this, why does this still hurt my feelings? You know? Like, that's some, like, hmm, probably something I should unpack in therapy, honestly. Because I was a kid, so I guess it would be, like, childhood, not trauma, but, like, childhood issues that I clearly still haven't gotten over. Um, <laughs> and are clearly, you know, my relationship with authority figures will never will never diminish. It just evolves. the The last decade, or decade plus a few years since then... I myself have figured out a way to get myself through college. I don't, you guys, I don't know how because CCS is so expensive and it's so expensive that even if you apply for like student loans, which you have to pay back with incredible interest, that student loans wouldn't even cover it. And I, I couldn't really tell you how I made it work. I mean, well, I say that and then I'm like, no, it's because I worked my ass off um, and paid for it all myself. Not all of it well, everything besides my student loans. Yeah, I've made it through college. I'm about to graduate with my second college degree. I think about when I first started college, um, I had no idea who I was. Honestly, I was transitioning out of religion. I went on a study abroad trip when I was younger, which I know no one wants to hear about your fucking study abroad trip. I don't, it's fine. But it really did like make me grow up as a person. Not like, I mean, seeing the world is wonderful and I'm not going to say it's not, but In the way that it, like, oh, it changed me because I, like, walked around Europe with the backpack. Um, that was fun. But it changed me because I had to actually figure out who I was as an adult human because I was with no people that I knew for months, thousands of miles away from home, and I had to, like, have an original thought, one that wasn't fed to me by my religious high school. Um, so, like, yeah, I've seen, like, I've been to, like, 13 countries, I've, like, taught myself who I was, learned who I was, whatever, built, rebuilt myself, retaught myself, became myself. Um, I, I've learned countless lessons and I have built a beautiful life for myself because it wasn't just that like someone inspired me and they made me want to work hard. I found myself inspiration and I used that as motivation and I did the hard work and I got it done. And even though that is very true, you know, this, the sting of disapproval is just like so strong when my head gets quiet. Unfortunately, as the kids say these days, I'm chronically online. No, I'm not. I really try not to be online too much, but um, I'll allow myself 30 minutes before bedtime to be on TikTok. <laughs> Um, which can be trash, but you know what? There's some funny things on there, and sometimes I'm in a sad little mood, and then I watch funny, stupid videos on TikTok, and then I close my eyes and go to bed, but um, I, I saw this, like, quote on there, which I know it sounds freaking stupid, but you know, sometimes they just get you, and then later on, you're like, that's dumb, but at the time, it got me, so I'm just gonna read it to you, Um, but it said... Yada yada yada. Growing up and seeing your parents' flaws is like losing your religion. I don't believe in God anymore. And I don't believe in my parents anymore. And I mean, I this isn't relating to my actual parents. It was just I had I had seen it recently, and then I was like, hey, I wrote something about that. And then, you know, my brain was doing the thinking thing. And then I was like, I should, you know, make that a podcast. <laughs> um, and here we are. So if you are feeling like shit about yourself on any level, (laughs) just know you're probably not alone. Um, And then maybe look at the like definition of imposter syndrome again, because it is just like, it's just because you feel a certain way doesn't mean it's true. And like your feelings are valid, you know, but it's also like, it's, it's just imposter syndrome. Like it's a thing, like something's, something's going on in your brain. So I'm just going to reread the little strategies that I read earlier. So learning the facts, you know, just now, now, you know, now, you know, you have imposter syndrome, Um, sharing your feelings, celebrating your success, letting go of perfectionism, cultivating self-compassion, sharing your failures and accepting it. And you know, I think that could be helpful. (laughs) Um, Obviously, it's easier said than done. And I don't think that it's something that you just learn and then fix and then never think of again. I think it's like something that you should be checking in with yourself about and think like, you know, just reminding yourself every now and then that, you know, you're probably not a piece of shit. You probably just like don't think of yourself as highly as you should. And It's an age-old saying, but no one really cares that much about what you do (laughs) because everyone is just focused on themselves. Everyone probably thinks that they're a fraud or at least a lot of people do and that's okay Um, and you probably are way more harsh on yourself than you would be towards someone else and all of your quote-unquote flaws or insecurities, no one else sees them or maybe they do see them but they don't think that they're flaws (laughs) they might I don't know you know what I'm trying to say we're not going to get too deep I have too many feelings um (laughs) I can't cry over a mic I have a few other episodes that I will record I promise you I will Toulouse I promise on your life that I will record a couple more episodes we made out contact cool okay set in stone it's been decided well guys thank you so much for listening um i know that this was a ramble show a monotone ramble podcast it is very late i have a roommate she's in the other room it's very late at night i said that already anyway the stream of consciousness is slowly dissociating into a different dimension so thank you for listening and i'll talk to you soon bye